The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Angel Tarot Show with best-selling author and Angel Tarot expert, Radley Valentine. Plan your week ahead with gentle guidance from your angels, combined with the wisdom of Tarot, and create the magical life you deserve. Okay, hi everybody. This is Radley, and I am here with the Angel Tarot Show on Mind Body Spirit FM. And I have with me the renowned, amazing, <laughs> incredible goddess, Denise Lynn. Hello, Denise. Hi. Wow. How are you? I'm, I am so happy to be here with you. This is just wonderful. And happy to be with all your peeps. I can feel their energy. And boy, you've got a really wonderful, wonderful community here. I do, I do. And for those of you who are listening on mindbodyspirit.fm, we are actually filming this in front of a live studio audience, <laughs> kind of, sort of. But we definitely, we have a bunch of folks who are listening in and are a part of today's show. So, Denise, we are going to be talking a lot about past lives today. Do you know anything about that? It's something I'm passionate about. <laughs> I, I kind of guessed. I kind of guessed. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, Denise has written, I think, 19 books, I think. It's more like 21, but you know what? It's Who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of amazing, given that I'm dyslexic and I do not like writing. And it's really, really hard for me. And I just, I, sometimes I just, I'm amazed. Like, how did this even happen? You know, uh, first of all, writing is hard. Mm-hmm. Writing is hard. It is hard. And some people love to do it. They do. I love making my decks, which my 10th one yeah. is coming out this year. <gasps> wow. I know, right? It's crazy. So I, I like the decks. I yeah, don't I do like writing books. I've written right. three, and I think I think, I think think that's my trilogy. <laughs> I'm just going to call it a day on that. Yeah, I do. I do love doing decks. That That is different. It is different. Because, it's a different kind you know, of energy. It's a totally different kind of energy. But you have a new book that just came out called 21 Days to Your Past, to Exploring Your Past Lives. And as I tend to do, I loved it. As I tend to do, I always love Denise Lynn books. But for people who are listening, who are going, what's a past life? How would you explain that to them? How would I explain a past life? Well, I will start by saying there are probably more people in the world that believe in past lives than not. It's not a new idea. And the idea that we have been here before is, is something that it's so valuable to understand why we are the way we are, why we have the fears we have, why we have the relationships we have. And there's a lot of research that could, you know, prove that past lives are real. And I've had people, I've, I, I'm one of the few people in the world that regresses up to 3,000 people at a time. And I've been doing past life regressions, I think, for over 40 years. I've been teaching for 52 years. So I've, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of people who regress into their past. And some of those people get a past life, they go to that country, and they find themselves 
And it's never been my purpose to prove past lives, but I think it's valuable when people are able to do that is, yeah, there are past lives. What to me is valuable about past lives is you actually can change your life. You can release an old fear that you've had that just keeps coming back, an old relationship. You know, you get the relationship, you get betrayed. You get the relationship, you get betrayed. Sometimes trying to deal with problems here is like trying to mow over dandelions. They just keep popping up. It's only when you go to the source, go to the root, and the root is often in a past life, and heal it at its source that you can change your life. And I've had people, I had one woman who was blind who got her eyesight back. Another woman who had had, had hearing aids for 52 years or got a hearing back. I've had a lot of people who couldn't walk that could walk. They say it's a miracle. It's not a miracle. It's simply going to the source and shifting that ancient belief that has held you back. So it's something when I say I'm passionate, I'm passionate about it because it works. And I think, you know, that um, one of the things about it that works is that I think that it can work whether you actually believe in past lives or not. I Because, you know, it's like, Sometimes I tell people in my classes that it's like whether you believe in angels or whether you don't, you can still gain peace. You can still gain joy from the interaction. And so it gets to this sort of play. I, I almost feel like this in a way also about people who actually don't even believe in source or the divine. It's like, yeah, but. If you, you if you if you can get joy from it, who cares? What difference does it make, right? And so I think you can get healing from uh, past life regressions, whether you are into reincarnation or not. Let me tell you a story. I come from a family of scientists. I was raised my my parents were atheists. They were both chemists, my parents, and we were raised that if you couldn't prove it scientifically, it didn't exist. So as a result of a dramatic near-death experience I had, where I began to understand and sense and see past lives, it kind of ignited my, my belief in it. And I eventually began to do past life regressions one-on-one -on -one and then for groups. But in my travels, and I've taught past lives in 25 countries, um, there are, there's a society called the Skeptic Society. And my brother, who's an astrophysicist, and my dad, the chemist, they were both members of the Skeptic Society. Well, the Skeptic Society works to disprove people like me. So that I was in, <laughs> I was in Australia, and the president of the Australian Skeptical Society that was on the ABC there had done a debate with him. So afterwards, we were talking, and I, I said, why don't you just come along to the seminar? Because he was very skeptical. He's, you know, a PhD at the professor at the university. So he came to my event and I said, the one thing is you cannot argue with me during the event. So I did the past live. And what was amazing is in this huge group, at the end of the regression, and I don't give them any any clues, I, I was trying to figure out where people were. Anyone here in Spain? Anyone here in Alaska? So I... Amazingly, most of the people raised their hand and said they were in Rome. And, you know, this was in Canberra, and Canberra is a planned city. It's the head of government. Rome was a planned city, the, the head of government. But at the end of this event, this skeptic, the president of the Skeptic Society said, you know, I will never believe in reincarnation. It's not scientifically provable, but this was amazing. And he talked about how it changed him simply going back and doing, because he did the regression. He said it made a difference for him, even though he didn't believe in it. So when you say you don't have to believe in past life regression in order to get value from it. So I completely concur with that. I mean, I think another thing that's very similar to that, that would uh, rile the feathers of your skeptic society is the whole concept that, that time is fluid. Mm. Time doesn't just move in one direction and that we can really sort of time trip, if you will. We can go back to a moment of great pain and heal that moment. Um, well, let's just start there because there's another concept that you taught me that I love even more. But let's just start there. So you can go <laughs> back in time. 
And, and in fact, I, so I have a question. So do you think that if someone does a past life regression, that they are just going to naturally be led to the past life that is most affecting the current one in some form or fashion? Or is it random? Let me talk a little bit about this idea of time and the malleability of time. And then I want to talk about the past lives that occurred during past life regressions. You know, my brother, he's a professor of astrophysics, and we often have discussions about my beliefs and his beliefs. But what's interesting to me is when metaphysics and physics overlap, time is a function of gravity. The farther away you get from the gravitational pull of the planet, the the longer time becomes. You've heard of people, hypothetically, if someone left in a rocket, they could come back and they wouldn't have aged very much where the you know, all their family would have aged. You probably heard that. It's it's conceptual. We don't have the technology to do that. But according to the laws of physics, time is malleable. Now, when people regress, you will only get a past life that is directly influencing you today. It's almost like a universal rule or a universal law. And the way I work, which is very different than most past life regressionists, is when you get to that past life, that core past life, I talk about changing it. And when you change it at its source, it creates a new timeline. And people say, well, you can't really change the past. I actually believe you can change the past. And I've had people tell me their photos changed. And I'm thinking, how could that be? Because you create a whole new timeline. You wouldn't know your photos had changed. But whether they are actually changing the past or whether the, the past dwells in your mind. When you think about the past, it is a memory cell. And the thing about the brain is the brain is plastic. It's always, your memories are always shifting and changing. And if you can change the memory of that past, where you were victimized or where you, you took the belief you can't trust anybody or you can't trust men or you can't trust women, whatever that belief is that has come through time, if you can shift it there, even if it's shifting in your memories, it doesn't matter to me whether you were actually changing the past, which I believe you could do, or whether you are shifting the memory of the past that's influencing you. It doesn't matter because it works, if that makes sense. It does. And but I, I have a question. So okay. I, I totally get this whole thing of of Radley and King Arthur's Court. <laughs> Something we were talking about before we came on. So Radley and King Arthur's Court. Um and we go back and there's a wound and we work on it. And the thing that comes forward is transformational. But can you change something that is in the current life? Can I go back 25 years? And, and, it, and it is. Yeah, the answer is yes. And it's more challenging because we will say, well, I can't really change it. It's easier to believe that you can change it in a past life than you can change it in this life. And you can change that our, our, our reality is malleable. We tend to think it's, it's carved in stone. I've spent time in native cultures with shamans around the world, and they are experts at understanding the malleability of reality. And you definitely can shift, can change. It's just harder because there's more solidity because we believe that this is the way it is. Did I answer the question you asked? Yes, ma'am. You absolutely okay. did. 100%. You <laughs> totally did. So let's go the other direction. Because mm. one of the things you talk about in your book that I, I have to say never occurred to me was the whole concept of traveling through time to future self. Yeah. Uh, whether it's to offer up I don't know if I'd call it a warning or advice or to get advice from future self, but you talk about that. And so tell people about that possibility. This is so exciting because, and I know you, you, you work with the future. You give people, when you do readings for people, you tell them about their future. How could that, and, and you're, you're correct. They're like, how did he know? It's right. because the future is already existing. In fact, I'm going to take a step back to talk about that. Imagine a room and it's completely circular. And you're inside the room. It's a huge room. It's a okay. perfect circle and sphere. And in the center is a mirror ball. You know, those old fashioned yeah. dancing mirror balls. Oh, yeah. And so there's 
and there's reflections from the tiny little mirrors on this perfectly circular wall. Now the mirror ball is turning. So all of those little reflections are turning. And if you were to get really tiny and jump on one of those reflections as it's moving, you would think, well, time is moving, I'm moving. And you would see a reflection in front of you. Oh, well, that's the future. And you'd see a reflection behind you, that's the past. But really they all are coming from the same source. We, right. we are living in the illusion of this being separate. So the fact that you and many other mystics and mediums can see into the future is the fact that future already exists. So if that person who is you in the future, if you can tap to that person, they can come back and give you advice, you know, <laughs> invest in Yahoo or you know, <laughs> don't marry that guy. Right. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's fun and it's exciting. And I think this kind of, you know, these realms of going to the past and going to the future, it should be joyous and fun because what's the purpose of being alive except to to live live life fully and embrace the juice of this life. And and life goes up and it goes down and there's, you know, hard times and, and joyous times. But, you know, I was lucky enough to have died when I was 17. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to spend time in the spirit realm. And when I was there, I, I saw what was so cool about this realm. This is dense, it's dense here. It's, we're separate here. But what is great is our emotions, the stuff, because you wouldn't go to a symphony with one perfectly beautiful note. It would be so freaking boring. You wouldn't go to a movie, a per everyone's happy. You wouldn't do it, it'd be boring. You go to the roller coaster, you know, you get scared and it's up and down and you go to the, the thriller, you know, because, because of all of that. So in the past life work I do, it's about embracing all of it, not judging yourself for what you did or didn't do, or just to, cherish it all. So I've made myself a note. One of the things that I do, Denise, is I create all these tarot spreads for my students. Yeah. And so I've made myself a note for a future self tarot spread. That's brilliant. Yes. Coming soon to a cinematic experience near you. Oh, my. So. You know what? That is going to be a hit. That is going to be so people are going to love that. What does your future self want you to know? I think that's amazing. So we're going to do that. So one of the things that I think that people really get connected to is the whole concept of soulmates and mm. that, the relationship aspect of past life regression. They, you know, it's like, I, I, oh, what was that? You're, you probably remember more than me, but there was a school in the Midwest that did, all they did was like past life regressions. Yeah, so it was like, I remember it because you could write to them and they would um, you give them your full name and the full name of somebody else and they would do a past life regression to tell you what your relationship was to that person. And I never did it for anybody unless I was dating them. I didn't do it for me and my dad. <laughs> Didn't do it for me and my sister. It's just this like guy, you know. So what the heck is that? So, but but past life is for all relationships. It's not just the the romantic ones that we sort of like get connected to. Well, let me talk about this idea of soulmates now. In in you know modern I don't know modern culture my soulmate it's that perfect relationship and there's perfect love and it's this it's you know perfect trajectory into the future honestly that's not my my idea of what a soulmate is a soulmate from my perspective is someone that you've been with before again and again and we tend to incarnate in a group it's a fairly large group but we will we will take it's like a, a theater troupe and they're going city to city and sometimes they're the hero and sometimes they're the villain they take the different roles but they all travel together so we we travel as a group and so these are your soulmates these are the people that you are connected to now there is something that i call a love mate and a love mate is someone you meet that's like oh my god this is my love mate this is my my love soulmate but here's the thing, when you find that person, 
it's really hard because that person is a lot like you. And I personally would not want to live with myself. I would drive me crazy. So when you meet, if unless you're very evolved, when someone's very, very evolved and they meet this person, there's this synchronicity and they, it is like what we would call a, a soulmate, you know, a love mate. But for the most of those relationships, you come together and you drive each other crazy. They usually do not last because it's like you get reflected back to yourself. Whatever it is that you need to work on, they will mirror it back to you so quickly that it's they're awkward. So. I totally get it because I, I use that concept with the term, the term that people use too much with, with the term of twin flames. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's tomato, tomato, but, but I'm, I've always said to people, it's like, okay, you want a twin flame, but you are raising the bar so high <laughs> trip over it. It's like, <laughs> you make sure you really, really want that. Because to me, that's like the, the hardest relationship to be in because it's so intensely connected to past lives that they know all where all of your buttons are and they push them <laughs> over and, and over, over and over, and over again. <laughs> they push them over and over. But we can also like do past life regression for family members or yeah. anybody. Right? And it, it can it can be so healing when you discover why that person treats you that way, so incredibly healing. It can heal parent relationships, children relationships, brother and sister relationships, because then you're like, oh my God, that's why. That's why that person acts like that. When my husband and I got together and we've been married, I keep saying 50 years, it's probably more like 48, 49. And after so many years, it kind of slips by, but anyway, we've been married for a long time. But when we got together, we always talk, baby talk to each other and it drove people crazy. Like, why are you guys talking baby talk? Well, we, I did a past life regression and I saw that we had been brother and sister in a past life. And we were very close, not really close to our parents, but really close to each other. And as soon as I discovered that, we talked about it, it goes, we had the same memories of that life, which was, which was valuable. We, it's like we catapulted into an adult relationship. We were no longer those little kids we were adults in an adult relationship. So it really did transform our relationship. So it's kind of an exciting thing to do is to figure out who these people were that, that we are in this family with and understand why they are the way they are. And it can heal the relationship. This is really, really, really self-revealing, but I'll do it. So one of those in the, in the, the, the that school in the Midwest, um, I, you know, one of those boys that I did the past life, um, regression with was Lee, my current husband and current. But he, one of the things that I would complain about was that I felt like I did all the housework. I did all the stuff. You know, I was the one that was always like doing all this stuff, all this stuff. And I would complain. It's like, I'm not your servant. Why are you not helping? Blah, 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 blah. And so I, I did this past life regression thing with him. I wrote our names and I sent it in and it came back and I started to play it and I was guffawing. I could barely stay in my chair because the woman started it by saying, we have this one whose name is Lee Crump and he is a prince and you, Radley Christian Valentine, are his servant. <laughs> and I am like falling out of my chair. Lee is like, I'm not listening to this. He left the room. Like, I don't want to hear this. But it helped you understand why you had, why he was treating you like that and why you were reacting like that. And hopefully it began to transform that dynamic. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it can be healing to have these, these tidbits. But to me, the very fact that that was a dynamic of our relationship and when I asked for a, a past life regression about us, they went right there, <laughs> right? They sound right pretty there. good. I hadn't I'm actually heard of these people, right but they there. sound pretty good. <laughs> they always were really good. They always were really good. The only time that it was kind of weird was like, because I have a name, right? And so my name is Radley Arthur Christian Valentine, which by the way, Arthur, does that ring a bell for you? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. So um, so we have this like, so I would send my name in and they would write me back and go, we need your real name. 
<laughs> Not your stage name, your real name. <laughs> I would be like, this is my real name. <laughs> it's like, wow. it's not stage name, it's my name. Um, so um, I think another thing that's really important in past lives, and I think you'll agree, is the childhood issues. You know, it's really interesting if um, I'm making notes of things I want to remember to say sure. before we're complete is um, is when we are children, we are closer to the memories of who we were. And some children are very close. They have very strong memories and some children not so much. But if you look at the games that children play, often it's very revealing about who they were in a past life. I worked with a woman, I asked her what what game she had played as a kid. And she goes, I, I get a cardboard box and I would make like, like bars, like I was in prison and I would get inside the box and I would have dried bread that I dried and I'd get my friends to give me bits of dried bread. Well, she had been, she had died in the Holocaust and she had been wow. in prison and she could remember someone giving her bits of dried bread and she would play that again and again. And, as a kid, I used to go out in the woods by myself. I'd literally go out in the morning and spend all day. I'd take a lunch with me, but I would take little plants and I would take a little bite of them and I would get real quiet. And Well, I'd been a medicine woman and the way I could tell the potency of the plants was, and we were living in, you know, I, I'm living with atheists. I had no idea about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. but then I would say, I'm making my medicine. And I'm just, you know, maybe I'm six years old and I'm grinding together the leaves I find in the forest. Those are the days when parents will let their kids go out in the woods by themselves all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. But I would grind up the leaves making my medicine. Well, that was a memory of having been a medicine woman in many lives or a, a herbalist, I think was probably a better way of saying it, of using plants for healing. So, so if you... I would, for anyone listening, I'm going to suggest go back to when you were a kid. What what were your passions? What did you, what did you play? And what were you afraid of? And what did you love? Because often those are clues. And I love, I love um, kind of being a past life detective. You can, you can discover your past lives even without regressions by simply beginning to examine the things you like, the things you're afraid of, deja vu, food you like, clothing, architecture styles. There's so many clues that we have, we surround ourselves with. And even a name can be a clue, right? Absolutely. It's not uncommon, interestingly, and this is something I found in other cultures, to have been your ancestor. And when I was with the Aborigines oh in Australia. I'm my own grandpa. Are you? No. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember that kid's song, I'm my own grandpa? No, I don't oh, remember. It was you a different memories song. than I do. I'm so much older than you. That's why. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a silly song where it was like, it went through this whole relationship. The song was just a silly little ditty. And it was like that my mom married my cousin who married my, my aunt who married my blah, 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 blah. And by the time they got through the circle, it was like, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> it's gone so full circle sorry that was just a diversion that's the six-year-old in me <laughs> so yes well when i was with the aborigines when a child is born they try to figure out what ancestor they were and they have specific ways of beginning to tell who you know was this uncle was this auntie you know who that ancestor was so it's not uncommon to to be having been your own ancestor, but also your name can be a very strong clue as to who you were. You know, sometimes, especially if it's a name, the parents are like, it just came. We don't, we have no idea why, why we named this child, this name, you know, some parents, they were, they like, they were kind of hippies and they were into hippie names and they named their son Jacob. And they're like, why did we name him Jacob? You know, we don't want a regular name. Well, he'd been a Jacobite. And so that energy had come through and that's why he was named Jacob. So that is what, that's one of many, many ways. Um, birthmarks, often there's a clue in the birthmark. Where is it in the body? What does it look like? There's so many ways to begin to discover who we were and what value we gained from that life. And places as oh, well. Deja vu, oh my God. Yeah. When you go someplace and you go like, I've been here before, that often is a place that you've been before in a past life. I was, um, got a gondola, 
you know, there was a gondola. I was in Venice and asked to, you know, take the gondola to the various islands. Well, one of the islands, I'd never heard of it before, was St. Francis Island. And I got off the gondola onto the island, and you're met by a monk, and he'll show you around. And I knew what was around every corner. I absolutely knew every single corner. And the monk was like, have you been here before? And I'm like, no. But then I went around one corner. I said, wait a minute, this is new. And he goes, well, it's new to the original structure, but it's hundreds of years old. And I spontaneously remembered a life of being a Franciscan monk on that island. So that is something. Have you had those experiences, Radley? Sort of. The very first time that I ever landed in an airplane in Ireland, I literally wanted to kiss the ground. I mean, I had never experienced that before. I got off the plane and I wanted, I didn't do it, but I felt this urge because who wants to kiss a tarmac with a jet on it? But it's like, I wanted to kiss the ground. And Mm. even more powerfully for me and the most powerful experience that I've ever had, and it happens every time I go there, is Schomburg, Austria. Oh, interesting. And I literally, as we'll just start sound, singing the sound of music. I, <sighs> I Salzburg, sorry, Salzburg, Austria. Mm. I, 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 I don't know what it is. It, it's like I'm high. I am, I'm high when I get there, and to the point that, um, I don't. Did you ever meet Greta in in Germany? She was with a company called Raga. She did events. Mm-mm. That's okay. Greta got to the point where she would make sure I had a day there. So I would come down because I can't go there and not literally be elevated. But I think equally revealing is that there are countries that you cannot get me to go to. Yeah. I will not go. That also could be a past life where you've, and paying particular attention to the emotion. Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it, you know, what, because often the, the emotion you have about being in that country is a key to whatever that life was. Where, where are those countries you won't go to? So I don't want anybody to be offended this listening, but I won't go to Japan and China. I, I won't. I, I don't want to go. And it is fear. It's anxiety. It's like mm. when I think about it, I'm like, I, I'm like freaking out. And if I like let the scientific side of myself rule, then I think to myself, well, it's because of the alphabet. It's like, I have no clue. I, I can't, I can't do anything with it. I can't try to piece <laughs> it together that that's sort of like French or sort of like yeah. Italian. I got nothing, but I think I had a bad life or two. And I just, I don't want to go do it. You know, I, and uh, you know, Dougal Frazier, right? Yeah. I love him. Absolutely. Yeah, totally love him. Yeah, me too. And it's like, we text every day and he's constantly trying to get me to go. And, you know, cause he's six foot seven. And so it's like, and so he towers over them like Lilliputians, <laughs> but it's, I just, he, I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. It's like, let's go to Europe, you know? <laughs> There is a good chance that whatever that experience was in that past life, that obviously it's not resolved because because you still um, don't want to go there. But there's a good chance that that experience in a different form will reemerge. Right. So so when you go to those places where you've had that negative past life, and the reason it reemerges is so you can deal with it, so you can begin to overcome it. So it's not a bad thing to go to those places, but there is the chance of whatever came up, if you were treated unfairly, chances are you'll be treated unfairly again. And the great thing about karma is if you don't heal it, guess what? We get to get it again. And if you don't heal it, you get it again. And you know, people say, I'm trying to clear all my karma before I die. Well, this isn't the only life. You got other lives. So, you know, it doesn't have to get stressed about it. Don't worry, it will come up again. So if you're just tuning in, we are on mindbodyspirit.fn, the podcast, The Angel Tarot Show, and I have the absolutely delightful, insightful, <laughs> and oh, so wonderful Denise Lynn with me. So I ha- I always have to like do a little time backwards and with you and re- re- tell people that uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I signed my first Hay House contract. And that happened to be in, in alignment with uh, Louise Hay's 80th birthday. 
And I, so I got invited to that much to my utter astonishment, even today. And I got invited to it. And so I get there and my Hay House guide said, so who do you want to meet? And I said, I don't care if I meet anyone so long as I meet Denise Lynn. <laughs> and the person looked at me and said, that's that I can do that. <laughs> and she grabbed my hand. And that's when I met you. And to me, when I do like my own little easy past life regressions, to me, meeting you was this whole moment of, of actually getting, I always say this, always, 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 is that Denise Lynn is the real thing. And it's like, there's no, there's nothing that isn't exactly accurate. There's nothing that isn't exactly an integrity. There's nothing that isn't exactly the way you see her. She is that person. To the, to the extent that you can receive that. Do you think that that is this lifetime, the culmination of many past lifetimes of learning about how to be an in integrity, of learning about how to be a teacher, about learning how to be in a place of, of, of alignment with source? What do you think that that, how did you get here? That's a really good concept. <laughs> 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 I can't read my own writing. <laughs> Does it remind you of any other reminder concept? Of this this it is an insight. Different concept. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a that's an inside joke. Um, Radley had given he had said this really great line, and so I wrote it down so I could say it at some point in our talk. But I wrote it. I have bad writing, and I can't read my own writing. Me anyway, either. before I answer your question, and thank you very much, I will. I would like to mention that I remember that meeting with you. And I was really, I remember sitting across from me or next to you, across next to you. And I was kind of blown away that you'd wanted to meet me because I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy is so cool. And I, I was honored beyond measure that you took the time to come and meet me. And it meant a lot to me. And did I, I meet a lot of people, but I remember that moment. I remember meeting you and I remember being so touched by your, your sincerity and your grace and your humor you had you know in your joyousness and and honestly on the the what's it the new age what's it called you know where you travel around and you meet other quote-unquote new age people there's a lot of people that are kind of like high and mighty and And, you know, I try to be gracious, but my mind is like, oh, my God. And I met you and I, you know, you talk about a reflection and I felt your genuineness and your kindness. It was a thing of beauty. And I was I'm so glad that we are still in each other's lives. So I will say that. And in terms of all the nice things you said about me, honestly, my next book is about how great it is to have a lack of self-esteem. I have a serious lack of self-esteem. And I have tried so, I've gone to so much therapy. I've done so, so much inner work and I still suffer a lack of self-esteem. So I came to a point where I thought, you know, I may never have self-esteem, but there's so much, I have to look and see what's great about a lack of self-esteem and there is a lot. So my next book is about how great it is to have a lack of self-esteem and the gifts that it gives you. And it gives you so many gifts. So I, I don't know. I, I love it that you see that in me and it means it, it feels really good. And how I got here, I don't know. I suffered a lot <laughs> growing up. I mean, I, I went through a lot of trauma and I don't think you need to suffer to grow, but I suffered and I grew. So I don't know. That's a really good concept. <laughs> I can't That's a really good it. concept. And it reminds me of a different <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm going to have to rewrite this so I can actually read it. <laughs> so Radley said, he said, if I ask you, that's what this came. That's People are going, what are they talking about? I don't like it when people have inside jokes and they don't tell me. So I said, Radley, what if you ask me something I don't know the answer to? He said, just say these words. That's a really good concept. It reminds me of this other concept. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you ask me that question, I know that's a really good concept. Now I can read it. <laughs> so that's what that is. Well, the other, the other, to the other, to in full disclosure, the other inside joke that we've been talking about is right before we came on, 
Denise said, have you done a lot of past life regression work? And I said, well, you know, I've done a couple, not a lot of them, several. And she said, well, I had this one that I thought about for you. And I'm like, okay, well, what was it? And she's like, well, it was back in Camelot, the, or the energy of Camelot. Yeah, yeah, Cam- the energy yeah. Of Camelot. And, and you were like this scribe and you wrote everything down and you were responsible for the, the, the word of mouth and the lore that is Camelot. And, and did I get that right? Not quite. So okay, right before did. we came on, I tuned in because we were going to be talking about past lives and I was curious about your past life. So I, I usually don't do past life readings for people because I think it's more valuable for people to find it out themselves in a regression, but I did do it for you. And I saw that you were in England and you were in this court and you were the wise you were the wise person in the court and you were responsible for kind of keeping the whole court together and you also made sure all the bills got paid which i thought was kind of weird and and this was a really powerful court and out and what i said was out of the energy and the kind of magic of this court came the lore and the myth of camelot it was it came out of the people the remarkable energy of that particular court and you were integral in that court so it wasn't like i suppose we could say it was camelot but it was out of that came the the kind of the expansive myth but you were important so anyway and then he said well you can say what you said well i said <laughs> wow because really the 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 major past life that I ever did was this one where I was the wizard in this court and it was <laughs> from that same time frame and I I the first image from it because it's so funny because you're like these are like not like dreams this is this is like burned in your brain when you yeah. do this yeah and I just remember that I was walking really fast in the hallways of this castle I was yeah. on a mission I was headed I was on my way to the king and I remember thinking that everybody was afraid of me. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking how silly it was because in the, the past life scenario for me, I was like, I was like Merlin. I was this Merlin-like person and the whole thing that had gotten way blown up out of proportion. And so people were afraid of me. And so that was like the, the, one of the main things. And I had a raven, which is my totem. And, and um, I had a raven and it was uh, flying behind me and stuff and it just wouldn't let me out of its sight. But the thing too is that we were joking because it's like one of my middle names is Arthur. And, and so she didn't know that, you know? And so it's like, there's, there's such a similar vibe. That's amazing because you haven't done that many past life regressions. And it could have been, you know, it could have been in Alaska or South America and it could have been, you know, in an African hut. But the fact, this is kind of a validation in a way, the fact that the past right. life that I saw, and I said you were you were integral to keeping this remarkable community, you know, the, the, the whole, the people in the castle, to keeping the energy together. So that would be, and you, you were the wise person, but also the keeping, and I kept saying, but it's so weird. You were also in charge of the bills making, but I guess for it to flourish, you had to get you had to get kind of you know payment in from the people of the land and and you go well you know i was a professional accountant in this life (laughs) right that is right so one of the things that you said was that you have in the past done past life regressions for actually quite a lot of people all at once even yeah but you love that whole concept of people doing it for themselves and having right. that experience. So right. what is your favorite method for people to do that for themselves? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do it. One way is you can work with a past life regressionist. And I have I have trained therapists to do past life regressions. I've trained lay people who are very talented to do past life regressions. I certify people, and I, I don't have a program now, but in the past I've certified people to do past life regression. So that's great to work with someone that can actually take you back and be present with you. But not everybody has someone that's available to them or they can't always afford it. So another way is to listen to, you can create it yourself or you can get past life regression to listen to, especially before bed. 
And the reason I say especially before bed, because it's not uncommon for past life memories to come up in your sleep. So make sure you have pencil and paper next to you, because most dreams are forgotten within 10 minutes. So you want to immediately scribe whatever you're thinking or remembering when you wake up. So, and to, if you take yourself on a past life regression in that way, you just use your imagination and people say, well, I, I don't want to imagine it. I want it to be really real. But honestly, in the beginning, it always feels like your imagination. But where do you think your imagination comes from anyway? People say, well, it was a book I read or a movie I saw, but why did the image from that book or that movie, why did it stick with you? So you have to kind of circumvent your mind because your mind's going to say, well, this isn't real. Or here's the other thing about past, the, the past lives can fold over each other. So you can be in Rome, you're in the chariot, the dust is flying, and then you see a, a World War II fighter plane flying overhead. And you think, <laughs> oh, well, gosh. this can't be real, but it could be two lives that have folded over each other your mind will go out of its way to, to prove to well this proves this isn't real but if you're just willing to just be open to the possibility that it is real and it's less about it being real and more about it having value in your life and so i'm more interested in results than i am and i told you i've had people that have gone they've researched the life they saw i'm like oh my god this was a real life i found myself but that's less important to me than how how the regression can change your life. One of the things that I have heard you say before is that part of one or one possible aspect to getting access to a past life is well, you always talk about the get relaxed and get yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. get relax your body and stuff like that. But then this whole it's it's like you can decide what the methodology is, whether it's crossing a bridge from this oh, yeah. to another, or my favorite is the magic door, because I just love magical doors. I yes. magical doors. So <laughs> to me, it's like you, it's the door. Uh, I've taught people about doing things where they access parts of themselves by walking through a mirror mm. into that, that aspect of their lives. What's your favorite one? Do you know, my favorite kind of changes, but I do love the magical door, but some people like elevators. I don't like elevators, but some people, they love the elevator and every floor is a different life. You can have the, the river of time and you get in a boat, and there's mists on either side and the boat will take you to the exact past life and you get off the boat and you step into the mists and there you are. Um, you could have a time machine. That's really fun. You just get in the time machine. You put your hands on the console and, you know, you woo, up above the clouds, woo, down into your past life. Um, you can have like the mirror. You could just step through the mirror. You could be walking in the mist. And as you walk in the mist, you can begin to hear the sounds and smells of another life. The mist slowly rises and you look down and you see, you know, what, what are you standing on? What do your feet look like? And the mist continues to rise up. These transitions are valuable because they, they again, circumvent your, your mind where you can just, as you're in the mist, you begin to feel. And sometimes it's easier to feel a past life or sense. What's the feeling? If I knew what this past life felt like, what would it be? Well, it feels kind of cold and alone is what it feels like. And then as the mist rises, if there was a scene that would match that feeling of being cold and alone, what might it be? Well, it's a little cabin in the woods and it's wintertime and I don't have enough wood. So that's one way to do it too. There's a lot of different ways. And I think it's valuable to find the way that works best for you. But the important thing is be willing to use your imagination. The imagination will prime, prime. It's like the key to your far past. So again, we are part of what we're talking about today is um, Denise's newest book, which is called 21 days to explore your past lives. Bridget's going to put it in the chat room for us so that people can find it. I have read it. I loved it, but I tend to love everything Denise Lynn writes. <laughs> um, we, we have a few minutes for questions, so not a lot of time. Please keep your questions very short so that we can let as many people ask Denise something as we can fit in. And so, Louise, you've been waiting patiently. What's up? Hi. Hello, Hi. Denise. Pleasure to meet you today. Yeah. Um, 
That subject is very interesting, and uh, I'll try to explain that very shortly. I met my husband through uh, internet, Facebook. He's a live model. I'm an artist. He sends me photos. So first photo I see of him, I know I know him. Uh... I recognize for a second. And then I said to him, well, you need to ask the photographer a photo of your eyes. And I tell you that and I have chills. And first time I saw his eyes, I recognized those eyes. And I'm sure I, I had some past lives. So, and those eyes, I knew, I, I knew, I knew them, you know, they were somebody I was with in, in the Viking timeline. Hmm. And he was a Viking. And, um, and he was protecting me. That's exactly what he does in this life with me. He's 10 years, 11 years older than me. And, uh, but the fact that I could see his eyes and I could recognize them. So does that happen often? Is it a, something? No, it is- doesn't, it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's very special. And it sounds like your relationship with him is very special. And it sounds like this was an important, it was important that you saw this because it made you want to go kind of go the distance with him. So I think, I think that's a remarkable experience. Yeah, and he was from another country too. So we were not, you know, living in the same environment yeah. at all. So it was really special. So, well, yeah. well, thank you for your answer. You are welcome. Hi, Janet. Hi there. Thank you both. I've done a couple of past life regressions uh, for myself. My question is, is I've, even to this day, I've still been trying to figure out what it is between me and my sister, because she keeps doing the same stuff to me year after year after year. I really feel like I must be missing something. Sometimes doing past life regression in regards to another person will will change both of you. Sometimes it's more about it changing the way you respond. She pushes your buttons, doesn't she? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so she's going to continue to push your buttons. So it's valuable to go on a past life regression with a goal. So my suggestion is the next time you go on a past life regression is to have the goal that as a result of the regression, you react less to your sister. She's up there and she got her little fingers all ready to push your buttons. And you're like, yeah, so what? (laughs) Because that's, you know, that's what she does. She's a button pusher. But just do it with that intent. And chances are something will begin to unhook. Right now, you're like, a, a, imagine a big stadium, and in the middle of the stadium is a barrel. And if we put a firecracker in the barrel, that's that's her pushing your buttons, the barrel's going to fall apart. But let's get rid of the barrel and allow your energy to be as big as the stadium. The firecracker goes off, and you're like, yeah, firecracker. So hold that intent and just and hold that image of like, yeah, firecracker. And you can do it. This is your life to kind of clear that. Yes, it is. Thank you yeah. so much. You are welcome. Hey, Rhonda. Hi there. Hi. Um, my question. Um, I love you, by the way. I've done lots of your stuff. But anyway, oh, wow. um, my sister and I, we have been having, she's been doing some um, past life regression work on me. And consequently, and I don't know if this is because or not because, but we've been having tandem dreams. Like I'll wake up and call her and say, this happened. And she said, well, I had that same dream. And it seems I can't tell if it's future or it's crazy. Yeah. So it's what I call dream sharing. And when you begin to work with each other, and you can actually program yourself for dream sharing, which is really cool. I have a book called hidden power of dreams and it gives it tells you oh you know that book it tells you how to do that and when i was when my daughter was young and i was traveling i would we would work together so we would have the same dream on the same night so we were connected even though i was halfway around the world so as you go to sleep if you want to deepen that ability and then begin to explore what what those dreams are because that's fascinating it's just kind of connect with her energetically it's like throw a strand or a a beam of energy to her and she can do it to you 
And so it will deepen that ability to share those dreams. And you might even find yourself astral traveling to visit each other too. So it just, it's, it's kind of fun. (laughs) Thank you. You are welcome. Hello, Jem. Good morning. How are you? Good afternoon. (laughs) Good morning. She's in Australia. She's in Australia. (laughs) Question. Um, my little one talks about his past life all the time. So how do I support him through that? Like I've started filming him now when he talks. Yeah, the the thing to do is is don't encourage it or don't deny it. Just allow it because we we forget about our past lives for a reason. When we come in because you wouldn't want to be born and re- know the person who's your sister killed you in the past life. I mean, that would make growing up really difficult. Mm-hmm. So if he talks about it, just, oh, that's interesting. But I wouldn't just encourage him because he needs to be here in this life. But also don't, don't you know, like most parents, and he's lucky to have you, most parents will say, oh, that's just your imagination. Just just allow it like it's just natural. <laughs> background now. <laughs> that's my <laughs> advice i'm giving your mom about you <laughs> thank you we're talking about you <laughs> oh, oh now we've done the inappropriate song that's awesome <laughs> how old is he uh he's six and the other one behind me is 13 <laughs> <laughs> But my 13-year-old used to say, he used to point up to the stars and goes, that's my home. So, like, you know, he may have had a past life as not on this planet. So I believe in that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's certainly a bunch of us in there. Boy. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jen. I mean, it's like someone asked me just yesterday, are you even from here? (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not. So, Denise, so some business keeping. First of all, I think that you had a trusted student that if people actually want to pursue a past life regression with someone uh, who you would recommend, did you want to yeah, give us I've got two things I can share with people. One is there's a man named Terry Bowen and b-o-w-e-n he's in england he's he's a medium but he is an amazing past life regressionist so that's who i recommend also i'm going to be doing past life regressions i've got a 28 day this is okay to say that 28 day course coming up june 1st to the 28th i do live webinars every day and i'm doing past life regressions in that so people can do the regressions in the comfort of their own home and it's very, very reasonable for the, the entire 28 days is like a really good price. So those are two things, two ways that people can do past life regressions. Right. And I saw that class on your page. What's it called? It's called Be Free. And, be free. One, right. and one of the reasons why I do the past life regressions is to be free of those patterns that are just pulling you down. So um, we have a lot of support, a great community, and it's, you know, and we do, and we also do regressions back for your ancestors too, to clear the bloodline. So there's a lot of clutter clearing. It's anyway, it's a fun program. So that's, that's if someone's interested in doing more past life journeys. Right. And Bridget just put the uh, com link and, and be free so that people can find that. Well, thank, thank you for that. Thank you she's very really much. Good. She's like on top of it. I mean, it's, yeah. she had Terry Bowen figured out before you even said his name. and had it She posted. did? Yeah. Wow. Because, only because you briefly said it, but before we came online, she'd figured him out. So, okay, there's that, there's that. People can find you at denisselynn.com. Right. People can find you and me in the same space at the same time, starting next weekend. In yes, for it at yes. I can do it. I know it's going to be so much fun. First I'm, time in like three years. I know a long time, and I miss my peeps. I cannot <sighs> wait to be there and get to see you and hug your neck. Yes. So, so <laughs> thanks so much, Denise, for joining us today. Uh, guys, this has been the Angel Tarot Show on um, mindbodyspirit.fm. You might be watching us on YouTube. If so, you got to watch the lovely <laughs> Denise Lynn as well as listen to her fabulous advice. So that is it for today. Thanks so much, guys. And I will see you next week. I love you, really. What a nice, nice crowd you have. Peeps, community, family. I, I, have, a, I have great peeps. You have wonderful peeps. Thank you. It's so nice to have this time with you guys sending you from my heart to yours lots of love 
You've been listening to The Angel Tarot Show with Radley Valentine. To discover more, visit RadleyValentine.com slash podcast. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.